0: Please can you remind me if you if you'll be so kind?
1: Well, welcome everyone to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm Lori LeBate, the host and founder of Alzheimer's Speaks. For those of you that are new to us, um, I'll just give you a little bit of background. Basically, Alzheimer's Speaks was started due to my own mother living with the disease for 30 years. Uh, changed my life, changed my career, and I absolutely uh, adore and feel honored uh, to do the work that I'm able to do here. Um, bottom line, Alzheimer Speaks is an advocacy-based company providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care culture from crisis to comfort also known as a media outlet in this industry as well. We believe that by joining forces and sharing knowledge and just having these everyday conversations about life with dementia, that that's really the only way we're going to get rid of the stigmas attached to memory loss and help people, both those diagnosed and those caring for them, continue to live fully and um, purpose filled lives. At our core, Alzheimer Speaks believes that collaboration is the only way we're going to win this battle against dementia. And I know that it's working thanks to each and every one of you. You see your clicks, your likes, and your shares of the variety of resources that we have. Well, you have gotten us named the number one influencer online according to Share Care and Dr. Oz for Alzheimer's. We've also been recognized by Maria Shriver as an architect of change, and so... So we really appreciate you pushing out information to your Pinterest peeps, your Facebook friends, your LinkedIn colleagues. It's just so critically important that we all work together. You see, the information that we um, push out really... um, Alzheimer's speaks is only a small portion of that. It's uh, it's everybody's content that is important. Everybody needs to have full access to all the the variety of resources. That are out there and available to us. And today that doesn't have to be in our backyard anymore. It can be overseas and it can still help us through the internet. And so we just adore the work that we do here. And, you know, maybe you as a listener might be our next guest. Um, We interview people with dementia. We interview families dealing with it, business professionals, authors, um, movie directors, singers, songwriters. Uh, We've had Harvard Research on the show, advocates. Everybody's opinion counts because... You know, none of us are driving change alone. We all affect one another, and we all need to work together. So if you're interested in being our next guest, uh, please reach out to me through com. And I would love, love, love to have the chance to to chat with you. Now before I introduce our guest today, which I'm really excited to have her on, she is just a wealth of information and um, uh, lives right here in Minnesota and is a colleague of mine that I highly respect. I, I have to talk a little bit about our Dementia Friendly Cruise that we just came back from. We were gone November 11th through the 18th, and we just had a spectacular time on the Caribbean. Uh, My team was absolutely exceptional. Uh, We had four people living with dementia that spoke and just offered such great insights. That was Harry Urban, Michael Ellen Bogan, Lori Shear, and Mary Reed, and then we had Cindy Lazinski who is an RN who heads up a dementia-friendly community in northern Colorado, and Becky Watson, uh, who is a music therapist, um, and myself for the educational program. The bonds that were made and uh, the laughter that occurred during this cruise and the learning that was uh, taken away was absolutely amazing. And so I I thank everybody for taking the risk to be the first on our dementia-friendly cruise. I also have to thank our sponsors. Um, Elite Cruises and uh, Vacations, uh, the Purple Angel, uh, John Hopkins for donating um, the 36-hour day and a loving approach to dementia care, Brightview Senior Living donated uh, cruising through caregiving by Jennifer Fitzpatrick, uh, the American Senior Magazine, uh, Free to Go Mobility, and uh, Anita Jader Photography, uh, photographer. Um, was with us and then calendar cards, Um, donated uh, three different systems, um, as well as, if you didn't know, if you're looking for a memory cafe, they have an absolutely easy directory to work with. Um, P.S. Salons and Spa, the 15 Minutes of Fame, Care to Plan Dementia Resource Directory, uh, the Art Kit, Dementia Friendly Handbook, Footprint ID, and the Little Book for Alzheimer's Caregiver, along with the uh, call Alert Center, so uh, everybody just worked so beautifully together and again it was a it was a really an amazing time and and can't wait to do another um, travel vacation education package uh, for those with dementia and their loved ones. Now, today we're going to have um, a great conversation and one that I think so many people struggle with on long-term care. Our guest today is Deb Newman, and she truly is a pioneer of long-term care insurance um, in the industry. She's the founder of Newman Long-Term Care, which is one of the largest and most successful long-term care uh, marketing organizations in the country. Her focus is on helping people understand that planning ahead will allow them to finish life well. She is nationally recognized in the long term care industry, and um, she frequently speaks to um, insurance and financial services, government groups. I mean, the list goes on. She has been on um, a multitude of media. She has won uh, some fabulous awards, um, the Hot 100 in Insurance, uh, the Top 25 uh, Women in Business, um, and she has also been uh, the, on the power list of who's who in long-term care insurance, plus so many more. Her leadership um, in this industry has just been phenomenal, and it's an honor to have Deb with us today because she is, like I said, so well-respected in the industry. So thank you, Deb, for taking time to be with us today.
0: Oh my gosh! I, it's an honor for me as well, Lori. I just um, am blown away by by your accolades <laughs> as well. So this is going to be a, a a fun conversation.
1: I think so. I think so. This, uh, you know, dementia is uh, just growing significantly out there. Long term insurance is something that is talked about, but I think there's a lot of fear wrapped around it. And, you know how how do we help people? Um, Find the right plan and understand what it can really do for them.
0: well, I think first of all, we have to kind of get rid of the myths that um, surround long term care insurance and boy, I know you're you're helping with one of them, and that is um, talking about where care is actually received and so I know your listeners know that you know eighty percent of care is is delivered. In our homes. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if people realize that long-term care insurance pays for that care to be delivered in our homes. And so that's one thing I want to make sure that people understand. And that is that long-term care insurance, Yes, it pays for care in a nursing home, it pays for care in an assisted living facility, it pays for care in memory loss homes, but it also pays for care to be delivered into our own homes. And so, you know, when we put a plan in place today, we don't know how we're gonna receive our care 20 years from now, 30 years from now, but the policies are comprehensive in nature and will allow for us to make the choice of how our care is delivered at the time we need it.
1: And that is so nice because, I mean, I've heard horror stories, and maybe these are just um, unusual cases, but where the terminology has changed in the industry where there wasn't, let's say, memory care units, and so they wouldn't cover that. They'd cover a nursing home, but they wouldn't cover memory care specifically. Right.
0: So I think, um, you know, like anything – you do have to understand what the coverage is, but I will tell you that any plan that people would be looking at today is going to be very comprehensive in nature. And, you know, Lori, we sometimes learn the most and we experience this ourselves. And as you might guess, all of my I have uh, two sets of parents. My mom remarried um, and my dad remarried and they both have uh, are married for 50 years. Uh, my mom and stepdad passed away and they did use their long term care. And my dad and his um, wife are now both receiving care. And so what I've learned through helping them, um, helps me to advise people better, but their plans that were bought over 25 years ago, my dad's 95 years old and his plan, um, was put into force over 25 years ago and it covered assisted living and home health care. So, you know, most people think, Oh, if it's that old, it must really be, um, you know, stricter language, but it really isn't. His, his policy is crazily comprehensive. And so, you know, I mean, don't, don't be scared off by that. If somebody, one of your listeners has a really old policy and they want to review it, you know, if they reach out to you, Lori, we can probably help them. Um, to review and understand what they have, but okay. people looking for uh, insurance today, the plans are are really comprehensive.
1: Okay, well that's that's good to know because I, I know that uh, some people struggle, and and part of it might be too that I mean insurance is complicated. There's a lot of clauses in these forms, and just trying to understand what is covered and what's not. Um, isn't always easy for the layperson to do. And, well, and
0: then we also know that, you know, probably a week after someone buys the insurance, I don't even remember what they have. You know, I mean, and that's not due to to dementia. That's just due to human nature. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably wise to dig the policies out of your file cabinet and and um, review it with someone so you understand what you do have. And as important as anything, making sure that your family understands what you have, because if they are evaluating what kind of care setting that um, you know they want you to experience if you if uh, if you have dementia, it would be really helpful if they knew before they started that research what the policy would pay for. So I think it's important for your Mm -hmm. families to know what kind of coverage you've got as well.
1: Yeah, well, you know, and on Tuesday, I just had a guest on, uh, John Broderick, and he has something called My Life, My Wishes, which is kind of a uh, it's almost like a bank vault on the internet for all your important documents. This would be a great place <laughs> to make sure that that is there along with you know healthcare care directives and all of that kind of stuff too um, it's It's just such a critical thing to to address. Now I know um, with most people, what I hear is that they wait they wait almost, they, they think it's too long. And I probably shouldn't say too long because you'll, you'll be able to tell us. But a lot of people think, well, it's just going to be too expensive for me now. I should have gotten it when I was younger, but I couldn't afford it. And, you know, or they have all the excuses or I didn't know about it. Um, I didn't think I'd need it. Um, what what do you see is most common with people and, and how can we make this the most affordable for them?
0: So first of all, um your listeners are often dealing with someone in their family that already has dementia. And so these are the folks that really, really, really understand the importance of having a plan in place. And so, you know, I mean, I would really encourage those families that that you're uh, reaching out to, to, to start looking at their own policy, buying it for themselves in their very early 50s. I mean, that's, you know, I love to get people in their late forties, but I understand that's when you have kids in college and everything else. But I would say, you know, when you, when you get into your early fifties, you, that's the time you need to evaluate long-term care insurance for yourself. And part of the reason I remember going to a, a conference and a director of nursing was doing fundraising and she stood up there and she, she looked out over the audience and she said, Oh, I see many of you have gray hair. And, um, You know, it's like, oh, okay. (laughs) And then she says, So you're beginning to collect. And I thought, Wait a minute, I'm not collecting social security. She says, No, no, to collect your chronic illnesses. And I thought, Oh. And she said, By the time people turn 50, they start collecting chronic illnesses. And so one of the things that, you know, is our biggest struggle is we need to get to people before they start collecting all their chronic illnesses because. (laughs) You do have to um, answer a questionnaire about your health in order to qualify to purchase long term care insurance now, if you have high blood pressure or um, cholesterol or whatever it might be, you know you're still eligible, um, even diabetes if it's not um, on insulin, and you know there there's a myriad of things that many of us have collected where mm-hmm. we can still qualify for the insurance. but the problem is if we have two or three of these things. Um, that that might impact how our health progresses in the future. So, you know, I it's just my plea to have people, while they're still young, vibrant, not even, they can't even imagine themselves needing care, that's the time you need to buy long-term care insurance. So it's really a planning tool. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I hope that all of us have this in our portfolio, in our our um, lock boxes, however, you know, in the vault that you're talking about, and we never use it. I mean, how glorious would that be that we were prepared and, um, you know, we were able to live out a, a, a full, wonderful life without the need for long term care insurance? That would be the best investment I ever made is to pay for it and not use it. Mm-hmm. But in the event that we do need it, having a plan in place absolutely. Uh, helps our families cope with how to get our care delivered. And when you take money off the table in terms of a fear and a worry, Mm -hmm. people will probably access care sooner and maybe in a more generous fashion, knowing that the insurance is going to pay for it. So Laura, you asked, how do we keep it affordable? So um, here is one of the, Things that people need to understand. If I can, I'll share with you that long term care insurance is easy to design your own plan. You design what you want, how much you want, how to pay for it. It's really flexible. And there's really four decisions that you make to design a long-term care policy. So, So the first one is you choose the monthly benefit. How much care, how much of a benefit do you want to receive monthly. And so you probably have guests on that talk about how much care costs. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: so, you know, you kind of look in your own community and say, how much does care cost? And if we look and say, gee, 80% of care is delivered at home, and most of your listeners, my guests, in the early to see even late stages of of, uh, Alzheimer's, they're being cared for at home. Mm-hmm. And so, and that home care is not necessarily twenty four hours a day. Mm-hmm. If somebody could have care, like forty forty five hours a week, would you know? Wouldn't they consider that to be a blessing, Lori?
1: Yep, that respite. Yeah.
0: So if so, let's assume that maybe we said, okay, how much does it cost for home care for forty five hours a week? And on average. In Minnesota, but all, all the way across the country, it's probably in the neighborhood of about $5,000 a month.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So so first of all, you say, okay, in today's dollars, don't try and project into the future, but today, if I had a plan that paid $5,000 a month, I could receive really high quality home care. You know, $5,000 a month, that's like hiring Somebody that you would pay five thousand dollars a month to to care for you. So I mean, that's a sixty thousand dollars income. That's yep. probably fairly good care. Mm-hmm. So if you said okay, uh, and, and maybe you only need four thousand a month, whatever you choose. So you pick this monthly benefit, then you pick the deductible, and, and deductible is days of care. How many days of care would I? be willing to pay for before the policy kicks in. So most people pick 90 days. So you would put like a waiting period on your policy. Mm -hmm. So you have a 90 day waiting period. And then you have to pick how long will it pay for? So will it pay three years? Will it pay for four years? Will it pay for Five years, you know, you pick a length of time that the policy will continue to pay once you go on claim. Mm-hmm. You know, Lori, I'm going to put my phone on speaker because I it's beeping and I think maybe it's, um, I need to um, adjust this. Okay. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Sure can. Okay. So, all right. So, um, so you pick this period of time. But you might also call it a maximum benefit, and so some policies are designed, so if you said five thousand dollars a month for five years, five thousand times sixty months would give you a maximum benefit of three hundred thousand so you would you would essentially have this three hundred thousand dollar bucket of money. Mm-hmm. So that's a second decision. The third decision is do I put some sort of inflation on there? Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's important. So you look and you say, um, what is care increasing? And over the last five years, home care has really only gone up 1% or 2%. Now, of late, it's, um, it's starting to increase a little higher because wages are going up. So you might put a 3% compound inflation feature on or a 2%. In other words, so you buy this $4,000 a month you know, benefit and you pick a three-year maximum benefit and you have a 90-day wait, mm-hmm. then you put this inflation feature on, which allows the benefit to continue to grow by, let's say, 3% all the way throughout your entire lifetime so the benefit continues to grow. So quite frankly, if you can make those four decisions, you can design a long-term care policy. And those are the four factors that affect how much it costs. Uh Uh-huh. So no, does that make
1: sense? It makes a lot of sense. And I guess I didn't know that there was that much flexibility um, in it. I thought there was probably A, B, C, or D. And, you know, you pick from these, kind of like you do f- with uh, with your health care, you know, and most of them give you like two, maybe three different options, um, where they've predetermined the deductibles and they've predetermined you know, what's going to be included in stuff. And so this is really nice to hear that um, people can really give some thought to this. And um, Right,
0: so that they can afford it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, there's one other feature that we love adding to people's plans if they're um, married. And that is that if we call it shared care. Uh-huh. So let's say that it's a hus- husband and wife that's, 50 years old, and goodness gracious, hopefully they're not going to need care for, you know, 35 years. So we don't know which one of them is going to need care. Uh Um, So what we might do is we put the shared care. So let's say that each one of them buys a three-year bucket of money. Mm -hmm. If we put the shared care benefit on, it, it equals Six years between the two of them. Mm-hmm. So if one mm-hmm. of them never needed care, but the other one needed it for six years, it it would pay for that. Or you know, so if the first person died without needing it, the second person gets both benefits.
1: Oh, that's nice. Or if nice. the
0: first, yeah. Or if the first person needed, you know, got Alzheimer's and needed care um, much sooner, they could dip into both buckets. Mm-hmm. And, and have up to the six years. So it allows for flexibility for people when they're designing um, their plan. And if you consider those four things, we can usually make it affordable for people to own long-term care insurance.
1: Okay, well that's, that's really good to know. Do you know out of, uh, you know, and I'm just, asking you off the top top of the cuff so you might not know this statistic but roughly do you know how many people come to you because they're afraid of dementia maybe hitting them maybe it hasn't yet but they're they're worried about it do they talk about why they're coming to you what they think might be down Um, the pike for them
0: Uh, You know, sometimes when you ask about their families, has has anyone in your family ever needed care? And then the stories start, you know, unfolding about what might have happened to, uh, you know, their parents or grandparents uh, with dementia. But normally it's because their financial advisor has said, you know what, you need to button up this risk because otherwise your whole financial plan is at risk. Mm -hmm. So it's really usually a planning um, discussion
1: okay, okay, and and I would think so because most people try to avoid anything with death or dying or illness, like the plague. <laughs> you know it's like that's not gonna happen to us. that always happens to somebody right, else. yeah,
0: and yeah. You, and you know, Laura, I have to tell you a story because you know there may be people listening that are afraid to to do this planning because they feel if they do the planning, it will it will be like a self-fulfilling prophecy that all of a sudden they get, you know, the dementia and they need care. I I had a good friend who, whose um, mother had Huntington's disease, which is uh, a very progressive, um, debilitating, um, disease. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very hereditary. So she was in her forties and I said, you know, we should get you long-term care insurance. And she says, Oh yeah, I probably should do that. And then the next year it's, Hey, we should do this. Oh yeah, I should probably do that. Of course she just kept putting it off. And finally I took her to lunch and I said to her, I said, do you think that if you buy long-term care insurance that you're going to get Huntington's disease? And she burst out crying Mm -hmm. because that's, that's exactly what she thought. It's almost like you know, I don't do a will because if I do a will, I'm going to die. You know, what I mean, it's this yep. crazy psyche that we we talk ourselves into. And so, once we got past that, you know, she was able to say, "Okay, I I should do this," and she did do it. And you know, for her, the good news is she did not get Huntington's, and so she's fine. Sadly, her sister did mm-hmm. um, because it is so hereditary. But but she did not. But yet. Now she has a, a really comprehensive long-term care plan in place in the event that, um, you know, she collects a few other chronic illnesses <laughs> and, and needs care for, uh, for dementia or whatever else might happen in her life.
1: Yeah. Well, and I do, I think that is so true. People are so scared to talk about it because of the what ifs, but it's like, how many times do you plan, plan, plan it for things, you know, or you go down the rabbit hole thinking of all the different ways you can avoid a problem and then it'll still sting you in a different way or something else will happen and it's just been wasted time. It's, you know, we don't have control over that, but I think it's really about living smart and and being prepared as much as possible and staying in control because that's you know one commonality i think most people want is you know they want to be comfortable but they they want to be in control they want to have you know have say in the decisions well if you wait till crisis it, you know you don't have say in the decisions and you've lost a lot of your options in the meantime by not planning ahead by not having these conversations and uh, and you
0: know, the one thing that um, I think people need to understand when we look at our parents, so my dad is 95 now and, and um, he's crazily grateful he has long-term care insurance because it's totally paying. But the, the blessing that he has in his life is that he has a pension. And so when, if he should die before his wife, You know, there's still a pension, right, Mm -hmm. that continues. So there's still income. But for those of us in the baby boomer generation and beyond, most of us don't have a pension. We have our 401k plan. We have our IRA rollovers. So we have this pot of money. And this pot of money has to provide us a retirement income For maybe 30 years Mm -hmm. so the pot has to be big enough to help us retire for all those years but in addition to that that's the same pot that we have to dig into if we need long-term care if we need to pay for care and so if that happens and you have to dig into that pot at five six thousand dollars a month that pot is gonna diminish and won't be there to continue to provide that income. So one of the things, if you look at it this way, long-term care insurance is kind of a wrapper around your 401k plan or your IRA rollover to protect against that asset having to, not only to provide income, but also to provide for this expensive kind of care that you might need. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason why our generation Really has to figure out how they're going to pay for long-term care well in advance of needing it.
1: Yeah, yeah, because the states can't afford to be paying for everybody, and then people get mad if they have to spend down and use their own money. And it's like, well, what do you expect? I mean, it, it you know, it it just. It has to be. What kind of trends are you seeing, Deb, um, in long-term care? Because I know for a while, you know, different companies uh, I had heard were dropping out of the industry. They just said it was too expensive. And your company seems to be thriving um, with this. What kind of trends are you seeing?
0: Well, so there's really some innovative things going on in the long-term care insurance business. So we still, you're right, we're actually growing and we are um, still writing traditional long-term care insurance, which I just described with those four simple decisions, and you, you put a plan in place and you keep it for your lifetime. But now there's also plans where you might, if you need life insurance, for instance, then you put a a long-term care insurance rider on your life insurance, which means that if you should need long-term care, Um, instead, you know, before you die, Mm -hmm. then you can use your your policy benefits for long-term care rather than life insurance. So it's kind of a combination. Uh, A lot of people call those, they call them hybrids or combo products or, uh, you know, blended or linked benefit. And so we do do an awful lot of that kind of uh, business. Mm -hmm. And so, and that also answers a question that a lot of people ask and say, well, gosh, what if I never use this? Mm-hmm. And, like I said, it'll be a blessing if we don't use it but uh if you have it in combination with life insurance, if you don't use it for long term care, then it pays a death benefit mm-hmm. um, okay so your family would receive that so there's a lot of innovation in those kind of products, and um you know we have all of the um broker you know the the insurance companies that um sell long-term care insurance uh, to the open market, we carry all those companies. So if somebody comes to us and says, okay, help me decide what we should do, we will shop the market and and look at all these alternatives and allow people to kind of, um, you know, we interview people enough so that we can guide them so they're not having to um, figure this out on their own. And then, you know, we help them create a plan that works for them.
1: Well, that's wonderful because it, it can just get overwhelming, especially when it's something you don't really want to face to begin with. Um, you've got that discomfort from the get-go, and then you get into the thick of the paperwork and trying to compare things. And, um, and when people are stressed, uh, it's a little bit more difficult to be able to, I think, to do that comparison. And so finding a company that you believe in and trust to guide you is huge. Is absolutely right, and
0: we actually um, we do business in all fifty states. I mean, we're we're probably one of the largest um, long term care insurance agencies in the country because it's actually all we do. We don't Mm -hmm. carry uh, other kinds of insurance. We just carry long term care insurance solutions, and so you know because that's all we do. um, It reminds me of an ad I used to hear. You know, that's all I do, and so I do it really well. But, um, you know, I really believe that. Um, when you focus on something, you really uh, develop that expertise. So we love helping people with this. And, you know, I just feel like it's one of those things that cross it off your list and then have the peace of mind knowing that you have this taken care of.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, In I mean, fact, that- I had
0: a um, – oh. oh, I was going to say, Laura, I had a an attorney come up to me after I'd spoken in front of a group of attorneys, and she says, Deb, you didn't mention the reason my mother bought long-term care insurance. And I said, oh my goodness, what did I miss? And she said, you know, my mom had quite a bit of Vasset. She had like $600,000. And so she could have paid her own way into any kind of care facility in the future, but she bought long-term care insurance. And she said, after she bought the insurance, she started gifting to grandkids, She started taking expensive vacations. She started spending her money because once she had this risk taken care of, she had the peace of mind to start really enjoying the money that she had accrued. And honestly, that is so true.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can see that because yeah, people have pinched those pennies for so long and you know, once you know that you're going to be cared for, you can like you said you can start gifting, you can go on trips, you can travel, you can start living life because you know, you know now you're going to be okay. And um you know, one of the things that I I've seen so much with um our, our older generation is they don't like to spend their money. They're always saving it for a rainy day and the kids are screaming, it's a rainy day, you, you know, but, but to them it's not because they've been through some really, really significant hard times.
0: And, and- you know what, Lloyd? that reminds me as well. So one of the things I talk to people about is permission mm-hmm. because what we have done with our, you know, life partners is, you know, you just kind of make a commitment to each other over time that, you know, you'll be there and you'll take care of them. And don't worry, you know, I've always got your back. I'm there, you know. And a lot of people don't even realize that they're doing caregiving. And and I bet you talk about that on the show, where people start little by little, you know, together, they're kind of a, a, a good team, because one of them is forgetful, but the other one is physically more able, you know, I mean, so you you have these two that work together to care for each other. But what happens is that we start diminishing the health of the healthy person. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I talk about is, look at, if you own long-term care insurance, I want you to turn to each other right now, you're 50 years old, you just bought this insurance, and you know, you have no health problems. Uh, but you turn to each other and you give each other permission that when the time comes, I give you permission to hire someone to help take care of me so you don't have to be the one delivering the care. And I will tell you, it doesn't matter whether you have a million dollars or $10,000. The person at home still feels this responsibility to be that person caregiver and what we're doing by having a plan is we're giving each other permission yeah I still want you around but you don't have to be the one lifting me in and out of the tub you don't have to be the one helping me in the bathroom I want you to be by my side but please hire someone to help us and by having insurance in place you have permission to do that because the insurance will pay for it.
1: Well, and so often the care partner ends up getting sick or passing on because they're so stressed and so depleted, um, you know, caring for somebody. And, and you know, that's not what the person wants for their loved one. You know, they want them to be around with them and to still be in relationship with them. and And so, yeah, the long-term care insurance can really really help that process out and, and let everybody breathe a little bit easier, which which is so critically important. Now, I have a question because a lot of times, you know, at home, um, many families have family members caring for somebody. Um, will a long-term insurance cover a family member who is caring for somebody? I know that that's kind of a slippery slope um, in terms of, are they really, or is this just a setup you know, type thing? Um, but that's a question I hear a lot from people. Well, you know, my, my, their granddaughter, you know, is going through college. So this is a way they could help her through school, but also help grandma, you know, if she's watching
0: that person. Well, so if that's the plan, you know, so you're again, 50 and you're looking to the future and, and, um, that's how you want your family to be able to, to provide you care there are policies that will allow for family members to deliver the care i will tell you that very few options exist mm-hmm. for that but if that's important to somebody they need to tell the advisor that's happening that's helping them that's their goal so that we find a plan that allows for that and i can think of a couple of the policies that combine with the life insurance that have language in them that pays um, for the benefit in a, in a way that would allow for uh, family members to deliver the care. So it does exist.
1: Okay. Because I've, I've heard some that do and some that don't, and others say, well, the, the, the family has to get certified um, in some kind of fashion and before they'd be able to pay Um, and so I thought, right. And
0: so if you already, so you're probably dealing with people that already have long-term care insurance and now they're wanting to have that as a solution, Mm -hmm. you know, because if they, if they bought one that doesn't do that, it's not going to do that. You know I mean? It's going to require that you hire, um, an agency, but, um, so when we're designing them to begin with, that would be important to know. The other thing I want to share with you that, um, people often forget is that, Our government wants you to own long-term care insurance, so they have incentives in place for tax um, advantages if you buy long-term care insurance. So I think 21, no, no, 29 states have a state tax incentive. For instance, in Minnesota, we have a $100 tax credit if you own long term care insurance and
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: if your premium is fifteen hundred dollars, well then a hundred dollars is that's a pretty good discount off your policy that the state would pay for. And then the other thing is um it may be deductible depending on how you pay your taxes or if you are self employed in any way, there are um, it's probably going to in some fashion be deductible on your taxes. So okay. make sure That as you evaluate long-term care insurance, that whoever's helping you can um, help you understand if there's any tax benefits for uh, helping to pay for the premium. And your HSA, if people have an HSA, Mm
1: -hmm. they can
0: use um, benefit dollars that are inside their HSA to pay for their long-term care insurance. And then, of course, that makes it Um, tax-free. So that's another way to to, uh, pay for your your long-term care insurance.
1: And can you just, for listeners that don't know what an HSA is, um, can you just clarify that for them? That everybody Thank can. you.
0: Yep, yep, yep. It's called a health savings account. Mm-hmm. And now a lot of employers that are offering long-term care insurance, offering health insurance, might have like this big deductible, like my health care plan with my company has like a three thousand dollar deductible, so in other words, you know, if I need to, you know, go to the doctor, I have to pay for the first three thousand before the policy pays for my care. But if I had something catastrophic, of course, they would pay. So you know, mm-hmm. this is health insurance. But they allow me to then set up a HSA health savings account that I can deposit into that health savings account an amount. Um, there's rules around this, but an amount like equal to how much my deductible on my health insurance is. So in that case, maybe I could put $3,000 a year away into my health savings account. So if I needed, if I ever did need health um, care, I could uh, access my own little health savings account for my deductible. And then the policy would pay after that. So you can also use, Dollars out of that savings plan that you've set up to pay for your long-term care insurance premium mm-hmm. and then it's and the money that you put in there Lori into the HSA is fully tax-deductible on your federal taxes, so um, if you don't have one of these it might be worthwhile to uh, Investigate to see if you're eligible mostly it's before you're 65 though because I don't think you can do it once you're on Medicare Mm-hmm. But while you're working, you can.
1: Okay. Well, that's that's good to know. Um, anything else that you want to cover that we haven't covered? This time just blows by so fast when we're chatting on this stuff.
0: Um, well, I just, um, you know, for me, the reason that I'm passionate about helping people around this decision is because The need for a long-term care plan is not about, I shouldn't say it's not about, it is about the person that needs the care. I get that. But it's more about their family. And by having a long-term care insurance plan in place, it saves your family the stress of how are they going to pay for care. And it it saves the caregiver's health by being able to hire somebody. So for me, having long-term care insurance Is probably one of the most generous planning tools that we can do for the people that we love Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: if we have a plan in place we're going to be taking care of the people surrounding us the people that we love the most that would otherwise end up having to deliver the care or have to use up all of our assets so there's no assets left uh, for either our, our the person we love the most in the world our partner or um, to pass on to our kids. And the other thing, Lori, that um, I've seen studies indicating, you know, if people retire earlier, and and there's been studies done about, you know, how many people retire earlier than anticipated. And now since the economy's gotten better, you know, it's it's rising again where people are retiring earlier. But then you dip into the the reasons why people are retiring earlier. And I've seen studies that indicate over 50% of the people that retire earlier than expected are doing so because of a health care reason. They cannot work anymore. Yeah. And 20 20% of people that retire earlier than anticipated are doing so because they're caring for someone else. And so what this tells me is that this need for long-term care is cascading down into the next generation of People. So if that's like a 60-year-old daughter who is having to quit her job because she's having to take care of her parents, which she probably is willingly doing, but now she's not able to continue to put into her retirement fund for her own retirement. So having to take care of someone else impacts the next generation. Yeah. And so that's what this is all about. It is about having a plan in place for yourself as a generous thing to do for your family, not only your spouse, but also potentially your kids as well. And that's why um, I hope that people will bite the bullet, if you will. And I know it's, it's not an easy topic to even think about that we would ever need this, but just get a plan in place. Start with a small plan. Add to it later, but get something in place so that your family knows that um, they can dip into it if you ever need a care.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's something I guess I never really heard anyone say either start with a small plan and you can, you know, change it up later. I've never, absolutely heard, never heard anybody say that, you know. Oh my um,
0: goodness. That's, you know, what I realized I've been in the insurance business. I hate to say this, uh, giving away my age here but almost 40 years, yikes. <laughs> and when I started in the insurance business, I, I started selling life insurance. Well, if I'm talking to a 20-year-old, I'm not saying, hey, in your lifetime, you're probably going to have four kids and you got to put them through college and you're going to have a big mortgage and then you're going to have a big estate. and Boy, you've got to have, let's, you should buy a million dollars worth of whole life insurance. Mm-hmm. No, you start with $100,000 of term insurance. And then you add later as their life evolves. And when you start planning for long-term care insurance in your early 50s, yes, you can add to it later, okay. but get something now.
1: Good, good advice. So, yeah. good advice. Now, the best way to get uh, for people to get a hold of you, you can go to your website, which is newmanlongtermcare.com. That's newmanlongtermcare.com. Or you can email Deb at debn at com. Again, that's Deb, D-E-B, and then N is in Nancy, at newmanltc.com. Or their phone number is 612-454-4402. That's 612-454-4402. Well, thank you so much, Deb. This has been just a great conversation, and I know it will help many of our listeners um, out there who are wondering what to do and how to plan. So I I appreciate you taking this hour to share with us your expertise.
0: Well, thank you for having me. It's been fun. It's always fun to talk to. You make... Um, this topic, um, easy to understand, and also um, I, I love your passion around caring for this community of people, so thank you for what you do.
1: Well, Thank you. Again, appreciate your time with us. Um, All of our shows here on Alzheimer Speaks are archived. We've got over 400 episodes, so feel free to listen whenever is good for you. Uh, You can access our dementia chats at alzheimerspeaks.com. Those are interviews that I do that are video interviews, and our experts all have dementia. Our last one Uh, that we posted was, do dementia experts and care partners really know what the person with dementia really wants. Um, and don't forget to check out Care to Plan, the new dementia resource directory um, on Alzheimer's Speaks. There's a big tab that just says resource directory. This is uh, an amazing directory that's just in beta testing right now, but Mayo Clinic, NIH, the CDC are all going to be uh, content builders along with Alzheimer's Speaks, and it's a uh, very, very easy to use, and it'll have information from educational um, to doctors and clinics uh, to financial, housing, um, different types of services, and uh, it's, it's something that I've always wanted to see um, since, I, since my mom, you know, was diagnosed over 30 years ago and just felt that people didn't have true access um, to all the services out there. Um, who else? I want to give a shout out again to the Purple Table Reservations. This is a new concept that is just being launched. Um, you can just go to purpletablereservations.com. And um, they're only in a couple of states. I think they're in four states, but 40 States have inquired. People want this service where they can call into a restaurant. They can get a purple table, which would be a, um, a dementia-friendly um, table in a restaurant um, without being pointed out, and staff will be trained. And it's just a really cool, cool concept, something that is, is very, very much needed. Also, check out the American Senior Magazine. I love this. It's big print, great article has some games and um, just some different initiatives in there that uh, you'll like. It comes out on a quarterly basis. In the meantime, have a wonderful week, and we will look forward to chatting with you soon. Bye now. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show.